You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Good morning, good morning. Welcome back to Wake Up Tucson, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk. Good morning, Friday, we're here already. Good morning to ESQ. How are you doing, my friend? Good morning. Finally a Friday. And you get a three-day weekend. You get a three-day weekend, you bet. Yeah, and uh, we had lovely east winds howling all night, Aww. tearing the roof off the house. It was just wonderful. Um, is that real? The, uh, the yeah, part the winds, about the, about the no, roof? No, that oh, part's okay. not real. All right. So. Trying. I should have said attempting. <laughs> the wind like, was attempting to do that. Yeah, it was a little... It was whipping uh, just when I drove down here. I was wow. looking at the flags uh, going through the the tattered, dirty flags of uh, all the banners and flowing wells area. As the wind whips, little parts of the flag come flying off. It's good stuff. Good, good stuff. Uh, we're gonna have a fun show shoot shoot today. Uh, Ron Arenas will be here. Picture Rocks Heating and Cooling. Uh, Food Friday. We're gonna be talking about traditions for. Uh, Fat Tuesday, Shrove Tuesday, however you want to approach the day before Lent starts. And uh, we're still going to have a good discussion about that. If you have any good traditions in your family, you know, we got the potchkeys and all that other good stuff. Love to talk about it with you. I did bring food for you guys today. Um, uh, My buddy Mary, Duran Duran Mary, uh, has inundated me lovingly with an amazing amount of lemons. So it was time for me to off her tree. So it was time for me to. So me and Mrs. D made a big thing of these soft and chewy lemon cookies. Uh, so we got those. Nice. And then with our filthy pirate coffee. Correct. And then I'm going to make you guys uh, a. Uh, I had some. We did some slow cooker Italian beef this week. So we're going to be doing some slow cooker uh, Italian beef on on um, a croissant with uh, a little uh, goat goat cheese spread on it and. Uh, Goodness. It'll be a winner, winner Italian beef dinner today. Then um, Dr. McCluskey will be showing up sometime, hopefully before 8 o'clock. Oh, we also have um, Aldo and Eric. They're two of the uh, University of Arizona racetrack students will be here. Uh, Aldo does the – if you've been to the track so far this year, so our buddy Mike who came in two weeks ago who does the handicapping, Aldo does the Spanish language handicapping at the same time. So, uh, so looking forward to meet Aldo and Eric at seven thirty, and then on then about eight fifteen ish, Juan Siscomani and a guy named Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House of the United States of America, are calling in at eight fifteen. So, uh, so that's a a nice a nice uh, a nice uh, highlight to our third hour is having Juan and the Speaker of the House call up. So. Uh, let's see. Let's do a little rundown. T- uh, music today. We're doing TV themes. So I, I, I sent, uh, started with Mike Post and then moved on from there, as we like to say. But, uh, and of course, some Richard Cheese covers in there, Matt. We got it all. So, um, but if you have a, if you have a special TV theme, give us a call. Don't drag out Matt for nine years. Be efficient with Matt's time. He's too nice with some of you people. The guy's got like a zillion things going on. I need him to concentrate on cookies and his croissant today, too, for God's sakes. Croissant, there's a blast from the past. Thank you very much. The croissant. <laughs> McDLT, it's, it's all. <laughs> all right. So here's the rundown CBS Sacramento 
did a study or, or did a story on a study about zero cash bail. This is a Rahina Romero Laura Conover joint dream. Okay. What could go wrong? As we like to say. So we got that going for us. We'll do we'll go over that study. We are gonna do a little um of course, the, the cry out that Tucson need mechanics, carpenters, and plumbers. We've heard that before. Some bastard struggle, uh, strangled the canine uh, dog at, uh, that, at the Tucson mall stabbing. That guy can go to hell. You know what's funny? Uh, uh, um, human nature is such a thing that more... Now, the dog's okay. But when the dog took down the guy who stabbed the other dude at, in Tucson mall, the, the guy jumped on the dog and started trying to choke the dog. That was at Tucson Mall? Yeah. And there was a stabbing at Elcon yesterday. I Absolutely. Read, Everything that's a mall right now, there's some sort of stabbing. Well, and, uh, you know, it wasn't just a few months ago. They had a, uh, Mr. Machete was, you know. Oh, El that's Ma- right. At Burlington El Machete was running around, uh, yeah, at uh, Elcon. So special times out there. It's, uh, the mayor's got a hell of a gig going on around here. So, um, but I will tell mayor you. Romero, call your office. <laughs> I don't think her phone reaches from the, her mansion in the Painted Hills overlooking overlooking the plebeians of uh tucson arizona she is a i mean she really is the let them eat torta kind of queen she really is um i know the original line i think was brioche but not cake but anyway everyone you guys can kiss my grits uh so anyway i think human nature is the people people will be more worried that this bastard choked the dog than stabbed the other guy so that's the way it goes right <laughs> Um, and I, and I get it, you know, dogs, pets are more helpless. I get it. But your, your point is valid. I mean, most humans carry more about the dog and the cat than they do their fellow human. We're at, we're at that point too. You know, they don't, they don't judge as we like to say, or talk back. Um, well, cats are anyway, that's a whole other story. Um, they, they do judge. I, I do. I do have a cat story as part of Shrove Tuesday traditions, where they use the, something about the cats and evil spirits. So we'll get to that uh, at the top of next hour. Uh, we have the governor vetoes state budget bill. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Republicans pass bills to change ballot casting process. Tom Horn pushing for a graduation test. We'll talk about that. Um, when Sean gets here, we'll talk about they pass a bill eliminating rental tax for Arizonans. And, of course, uh, Democrats who are so worried about the price of housing, it pretty much, other than one person, it went towards party lines to reduce the price of rent. But we'll talk about that. Uh, we think that a hobby... recession may take care of that. From the Aviation Week publication, a hobby club's missing balloon feared shot down by one of the United States' $400,000 missiles. So we got that going for us. <laughs> um and then um oh and then matt this uh this headline the one this is from kold so again i'm so when you when you see this headline it's so good because this is we we've noticed this over the last so many months of reporting on the horrific economic news that has been foisted upon us by democrats all right wholesale U.S. wholesale inflation slows, but price pressures reemerge. Wow. 
If that's not having your torta and eat it also, right? It's just funny. I, I don't know. I don't know if they, they should institute the giggle test on some headlines. Deesh. That was something else. And so I know there's, uh, especially some of our, our MAGA purers out there are going to be upset that the Arizona appeals court denied the Cary Lake lawsuit on overturning her election. Now, what's interesting is uh, in, in Germany, a district in Germany actually did reorder a new election from things that were similar to the Arizona case um, from an election last year, believe it or not. But we don't, whatever's going on with these election lawsuits, we, you know, I always, I don't get too excited. I know there's, there's uh, self-described conservative talkers who have filled swaths of their show with just talking about Kerry Lake's lawsuit. Okay. And, but we don't win these things, right? They never, they never seem to pan out. So I don't get, if it happens, I'm going to be the first guy going, Ooh, right. That's a good thing. But again, of we had a very busy show yesterday. But the moment for me, and I said it at the end of the show upon reflection, the end of the Andy Biggs interview. The listener calls up. I forgot his name. I apologize. The listener calls up and says, hey, Congressman Biggs, I like what you do, but all this stuff we're talking about doesn't mean anything if we don't have straight-up elections. And Andy said, I spent part of last weekend with Ron DeSantis. And DeSantis is getting credit, and the Republicans in Florida for cleaning up their elections, right? And doing a timely and tidy counting of their votes, right? So the, um, let's see. So remember, Arizona has a population of what? We're at eight-ish and Florida has a population of 22 million. And they counted all their votes on the night of. So he looked at the... And he said that when hanging out with uh, DeSantis, he said, wow, Arizona has a good portion of these already on the books. And then Andy said, look, we got Chris Mays as the, as the attorney general right now. And if you're expecting any of these to be enforced for the next couple of years, we're in trouble. Which then I said, well, didn't we have Mark Brinovich as a Republican attorney general for the last eight years? And I said, isn't Mark to blame? Is Mark to blame for the prop part of the problem, a good portion of the problems of the 2022 election and the 2020 election? And Andy paused and sighed. It's the most powerful pause and sigh we've had in years on this show. So Republicans who want to eat each other up and blame each other for the 2022 elections, we, we have lots of things. I, I keep telling, I was right when I said it the first time. It's a tapestry of problems. Add, put on, put up on number one or two. Mark Brinovich sucks and he lets you down. Matt Salmon didn't help on the mayor and the governor's race with his behavior. 
and actions or inactions. But Mark Brinovich might be the number one bum when it comes to the last two election cycles. So before you roast the Republican uh, person who's worked on election on campaigns tirelessly for the last 15 years, instead of attacking those people because they think Wadsack and Jones might be a little kooky or more, think about how Mark Brinovich let you all down. And he screwed you on the abortion thing too. When it came down to just don't no 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 one's thinking strategically around there. And of course, when you talk to Brunovich, he's got to be the smartest guy in the room. So put put Mark Brunovich in your no, one of your number one or two bums. Think about it. You want to give the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors and the election guys their hell? Go for it. Put Brunovich in that boat too. I told you he sucked years ago. Allie Miller told you he sucked years ago. And then he did this thing where he pretended he pretended to run for Senate and wasted money and actions on on that on that campaign. So what is he going to do? He's going to end up he's going to end up with some think tank? Is that what he's going to do? Right? I mean, that's what usually happens with this thing. So, let's go to break 6:19 in the morning. Oh, the granddaddy of them all, or one of them. A little Rockford Files. Wake up, Tucson, 1030 The Voice. Local news and talk. Rest in peace, Stuart, wherever you are. Believe it or not, George is not home. I can't believe Mike Post ripped off Costanza for this song. It's unbelievable. 625 in the morning, Christy Simone. ESQ. You can't not think of that Seinfeld episode <laughs> when you hear that song. So I remember playing golf with uh, my buddy Tom Tracy from the hotel lodging world, and him, his son and I, Kevin, were playing. And at, we were playing, I don't know, El Conquistador or something, and he noticed that Kevin and I were in the cart together, and every time we had our reference, it went back to Simpsons, Seinfeld, or South Park. And he goes, can you guys do a reference that's not to one of those three shows? I said, I don't know. <laughs> I go, at least we got good ones. We're not referencing Urkel, right? And I'm telling you, awesome. If, if you watch South Park, the one about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle that just dropped on Wednesday, it's on the ta- that's on tap for this weekend. It's chef's kiss, chef's kiss. Uh, let's get to uh, hashtag compassionate Democrat government. Um, this horrible thing going on in East Palestine or Palestine, um, Ohio, we've had it all. We've had, I mean, this has been America's day of a uh, week of derailments, right? And all of these horrible things going on. We even had our own little thing with the nitric acid on I-10 here. So, um, we already had, um, Pete Buttigieg blamed Trump for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course. He said that the Trump administration didn't want to continue with this program for this kind of break on trains because the technology, according to studies, was inconclusive that it actually helped. So, of course, Donald Trump caused, according to Mayor Pete, America has never been great jackass. Okay. Um, so, um, 
what happened was that um, J.D. Vance and Sherrod Brown, a uh, Republican and a Democrat, visited the uh, area to assess the situation. Vance demonstrated how the surrounding area is contaminated. There's actually a part where they talk about, hey, Biden, why don't you come here and drink the water? It's like serving Mr. Burns the three-eyed fish from the Simpsons episode when he ran for when he ran for mayor uh, or governor. Um, so, so um, Sherrod Brown asked Governor Mike DeWine to declare the area a disaster zone and request assistance from FEMA. Uh, the the Biden administration refused to offer federal assistance for the area. The Biden quote the Biden administration turned down a request for federal assistance from De- Mike DeWine in the aftermath um, that uh, earlier this month had led to a large release of co- toxic chemicals. FEMA told Ohio state government it was not eligible for disaster assistance to help the community recover from the toxic spill. Dan Tierney, a spokesperson for Mike DeWine, told Fox News Digital on Thursday that FEMA believes the incident didn't qual- doesn't qualify as a traditional disaster such as a tornado or hurricane for which it usually provides assistance. The DeWine administration has been in daily contact with FEMA to discuss the need for federal support. However, FEMA continues to tell Governor DeWine that Ohio is not eligible for assistance at this time. Now, I'm just saying, wrong answer, FEMA. Right? You don't say, hey, we're not, you're not eligible. We're going to find the right uh, funding mechanism to help you guys. And whoever... You know, whoever's uh, running for president in uh, uh, 2024, I hope it's Ron DeSantis. I hope they remind the good people of Ohio that uh, the Biden administration told them to go screw themselves after this whole thing. Man, they're throwing out candy for everything. Every useless program, stimulus. Look at half the crap the mayor's running around this town for. And these guys can't get some dough to clean that crap up? Come on. By the way, even the paper... uh said the bridge project is a farce with the where you have to cross a six lane you have to cross three lanes of traffic i remember yeah we didn't get to that yet so hopefully we'll get to that before it's over talked about here over a month ago you are correct but that that follow-up story came up about that so matt i'm making your breakfast right now so i'm gonna go uh, do that while cbs news and bloomberg do their thing you're on wake up tucson 10 30 the voice local news and talk by request, L.A. Law theme. There we go. A little law and order. Man, that's dangerous. I know these pe- friends of mine who get in those law and order binges, right? They watch it. They get sucked in. And then, of course, they, they don't know how to feed you right into the next one. And you're like, damn it. Damn you, Dick Wolf. The creator of Law and Order. 6.35 in the morning. You're on the Wake Up Tucson show. 10.30 The Voice. Local news and talk. Uh, and and, and uh, Matt was referring to... Uh, Billy number two sent us out. And this is something that little Timmy actually did a little work on, which is really weird. Okay. Um, New 22nd Street bridge design is inadequate for walkers and cyclists. So remember they had to bring uh, America's not, uh, that was never great Pete Buttigieg with Mark Kelly, especially during election run. And they had their ribbon cutting and blah, blah, blah. Well, it just doesn't seem the design looks uh, of the hundred million dollar project looks different now in ways that are raising protests. Um, 
some residents of nearby neighborhoods have spoken out at recent city gatherings and emailed their council pointing out some pretty clear problems with the new plan. Quote, the 22nd Street project was framed as a connectivity and social equity project. (laughs) It's a bridge. I don't want to hear about social equity with fixing a bridge. We're so dumb. Just, yeah. Remember that guy? Do we still got that guy? Ed's, uh, uh, yeah, you we're so dumb. You just need a second here. Yeah, that's okay. We got we to go. This is deep in the archives. This is an Eddie A drop. You are so dumb. <laughs> you are really dumb. Very, for real. For real. I forgot about the for real. It's kind of like our sideshow Bob Leff is really, in, in the end, is better when we let I let it breathe and we get to the, the Vin Scully announcer guy. Right? Oh, he's so happy. Right? Um... This is from Arroyo Chico resident Jose Munoz. But now with these, quote, new plan, residents are expect to cross 22nd Street to get on the bridge to walk and bike between three heavy traffic lanes on each side, then cross 22nd again. So how is this new plan, quote, solving all the current issues for cyclists and pedestrians? What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I mean, we made fun of this how long ago? Like when it first popped up, I think Luco talked about it, right? Didn't Jess talk about it? Going and uh, did uh, the Chicken King? Oh, that's right. I think. Jo- you I mean, think, concer- I think Josh con- is the concerned one- citizen. Concerned citizen. I'm sorry, a concerned citizen named by the name of Josh. Uh, <laughs> I think. I think that was part of one of our discussions with him. You know, it rhymes with his last name rhymes with Jacobson. Um, so then we have the president of the association, quote, placing the bike and pedestrian path in the middle of six lanes of traffic is going to create a very loud and hot, hot environment filled with exhaust fumes and a very real sense of danger. Sounds like a new reality show. That's what, you know. Cross the street. <laughs> Cross the street. That, oh, that's it. Winner, winner. Sorry, Josh. Chicken dinner. Um, Sorry, concerned citizen. <laughs> uh, now, that's what we do. Walk across the street in Tucson, right? And we'll give you 50 bucks. That's hot. Walk, jaywalk on First Avenue in the dark, right? On Friday night at about 11. We'll give you 100 bucks. I'm telling you, it could work. Just telling you. Um, I like this this one lady, Cynthia Ayala, Ayala, excuse me, president of Pueblo Gardens. She, uh, when she looked at the hawk lights at the bottom of the bridge slope, I think that's a terrible accident myself. Now, I love this. I'm a fan of Tucson's hawk lights myself, having used them successfully many times. <laughs> now that's great, okay, but. The problem with the hawk walks is, you know, they're not cheap. I get it, but no one, you know, the average person who's walking across that thing ain't walking the extra half mile to get to the hawk walk. That's the you're 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 more reasonable people. Well, who now walk to the actual corners? They're the ones that are going to use the hawk walk. Now, the one that just you know ripped off your local diner on a fentanyl crack rage. I don't know if they're going to wait for the if they're going to wait for the hawk walk. Just say it. Call me naive. Um, what else do we got here? Um, 
Erica Frizzell, spokeswoman, explained in an email that the, the bike and pedestrian facilities couldn't be included on each span of the bridge because of the clearance of alignment of the railroad tracks. Mayor Romero in a texted statement. Oh, Timmy got a, a, a texted statement from the Queen Mayor. Mm, mm, mm. My responsibility is to lay the vision for our community. Oh, that's a loaded question. And get the money. I've done both. That's her response to the deadly design of the 22nd Street Bridge. That's a great quote, isn't it? Right. Yeah. And, and, and and we'll get to it later. I'll make Sean puke. She has her accomplishments on why she's running for re-election. Right. And she keeps talking about all the fat federal money that's come in because she's gotten it. They sent it to anyone with a D, girl. Right. Any toaster with a D behind its name that ran some sort of town got $800 million. Don't don't get too high on yourself. I could have had a cocker spaniel named Dixie with a D behind her name, and she would have got the same amount of money from the Biden administration. Sorry. You ain't that good. You ain't that good. Uh, so what I love here is this. So now think about this. Let's do a little compare contrast. Remember? So I'm, this is this is an important project, and it's overdue. All right? But so's I-10 between Casa Grande and Phoenix. That's turning into a, I feel like a Val Cavazos, this, I need a deadly corridor series on that, right? And with all that cool sound effects with a, and then of course the Gordon Ramsay sound that they play in the back, right? So think about it. So our discussions about the I-10 money, so the, the, remember the, uh, the state legislature came up with more than 50% of the money for this thing. And they were hoping, thanks Mark Kelly for not making it happen, or cinema, okay, that uh, we didn't get the, the, the many from the federal grants for the rest of the road. So that we're going to try to come up with it ourselves to fix it. It's so important, right? But remember Ted mentioned the lack of multimodal, right, that we don't have uh, rickshaw paths and a bike path and a walking nature path and that's what that's what the Biden administration wants you to have so think about this when when Rahina says I lay out the vision and I get the money unquote um, you're literally going to do a design to get the money to do the bridge that could kill people so the answer, Queen Mayor, when you text back little Timmy, who came out of the well for once, okay, is, man, we should relook at that. Uh, you know, we, we want to do this, but we don't want people to be da you know, in danger. So maybe we need to look at a different design, right? But so the, here's the thing. Because of the train tracks and the clearance of the train tracks, the lady who works in transportation at the city says, we have to do the Thunderdome death court uh, design to make it all happen, to get the money. Right? So I-10 couldn't happen because we don't have bicycle paths on it. They, they, they shot that down. But we're got, we, we got the money for this because we did a, 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 death, a, a, a Thunderdome death corridor design on this one. I mean, is it... So again, Queen Mayor... And whoever's running for mayor, you know, hopefully it's Ed Ackerley. You know, I hope, you know, Zach. Oh, my God. I just fell asleep again saying his name. Sorry. Um, someone, need, someone needs to use this quote against her 
about basically you're going to force people to go into a position to, I don't know, die. And, Mayor, we got more than our fair share of dying in this town. Okay? Between the pedestrian deaths, the drug deaths uh, facilitated by a border that you love that's wide open. Right? And your lack of policing where your own police chief said 10 days ago, there's not enough cops to protect the people of Tucson. I just want to let you know that. You, that's what he said. All right. So what you're saying is for the hundred mil and you just say, I lay out the vision and I get the money. Um, I don't know how, I, I mean, you can't get more tone deaf than that. So, all right, let's go to break. I got to, I got to make, I got to finish up Ron's sandwich here too. I gave Matt his sandwich and his cookie. So, all right, Perry Mason. Here we go. Wake up, Tucson. TV theme Friday we're doing. You don't have to take all requests. No. <laughs> the HR puffin' stuff. Who requested this? Al. There you go. There you go. I never watched this show, but I I was aware of it, as we like to say. So, six. I was more of a Thunder of the Barbarian guy uh, in the eighties. So, uh, you're on Wake Up Tucson, ten thirty. The Voice, local news and talk. Uh, we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna talk a little uh, Fat Tuesday, uh, day before uh, Advent. Uh, Advent. Wow, Lent. I know they rhymed. Uh, food. Food stuff coming up at the top of the hour for our Food Friday segment. And then we have uh, McCluskey will be here soon. And then uh, 815 Juan Siscomani and the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, are calling in uh, to wake up Tucson. So looking forward to catch up to those two guys. They hung out with our friend John Ladd, the rancher, uh, yesterday. And that was a great interview we did yesterday with uh, with John. He, was, uh, he laid it out straight, man. And that'll definitely be part of Matt's best of wake up tucson this week so good morning to our good friend ron arenas picture rocks heating and cooling how are good you morning. sir i'm doing great well i made you guys some sandwiches and some cookies yeah they're so. fantastic <laughs> uh my buddy mary has a truckload of lemons coming off of her tree so i have a truckload a semi truckload of lemons at my house now so it was time to do something with it other than putting it on seafood and other things and then we slow cooked an italian beef me and mrs d and uh, so I made you guys croissant sandwiches with a little uh, goat cheese spread on it, as we like to say. So They're wonderful. That's a great way to start the morning. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I hate to screw oh, you guys. So <laughs> <good>. <laughs> Thank you, Donald. That's beautiful. How's the world of Picture Rocks heating and cooling going? Good. We're, we're doing good. We're rocking and rolling out there. So the, does this feel like, because you, you know, you have to, other than a meteorologist, you'd be like one of those guys sensitive to weather trends and this. Has I look this, at the weather every day. <laughs> uh, like uh, I remember Shelby when she owned Five Star Pest Control, she was always looking at temperature and humidity when it came to bugs, right? Right. You look at temperature and humidity too. Yeah. <laughs> and we look at, at the possibility of rain because we're on the roofs all the time, so we need to make sure that... We're not cutting a hole in someone's roof while it's raining. Good call. Good call. Um, has this seemed to be, it feels like to me, a colder winter than the last couple of winters. Am I? I think last winter was was fairly cold okay. for us. Yeah. And so this is probably on track to be about the same. Okay. It just feels like we're consistently in the like the like low to mid 30s like all the time. Yeah. I mean, and that's we had so many winters, probably eight of them in a row that were just so warm. Right. That we had two days of winter. Correct. Yeah. So no, I like this kind of winter. I'm, yeah, it'll be hot enough, as we like to say. This is good. Yeah, it's good because it also kills off the bugs. If you have freezes, it's going to help 
kill off the bugs for the spring. Oh, that's true. Well, yeah. they always seem to come back, though, Ron. They do. Where they do they come from? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about, uh, so duck cleaning is something new that you've done. Yes. How, how's that taken off? Are people it's jumping good. into that? Normally, um, we get most of the duck cleaning calls in the spring. I think people just start thinking about it. Sure. Yeah, especially right before the summer. And then you're also partnering with a solar company. We are. We and, are. and how's that going? That's going good. That's going well. Um, usually, these few months during the winter, it's not as heavy on the solar. Um, usually, people think more about solar when they're paying those high electric bills for their AC running all the time. Gotcha. The um, and how are you guys doing employee wise? You guys doing got enough employees or we um we've hired we've hired five in the last six weeks and we're we're looking wow. at hiring probably three more in the next couple of weeks. Okay, yeah. So we're these, doing good. These are all uh, techs, right? These are all techs. These are all seasoned techs, and so we're we're happy. We're happy with all of them. Is this a uh, we're just it's anticipating the way summer's coming and hey, we lost some people at the end of the year. Okay, so now we're replenishing it. Okay, that's just just the way it works. Yeah, yeah. People how long move on? How long have you guys been in business now? Twenty two years, and it just started with you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> was it just basically you and Janae when this thing first thing started? Right, right. And just she me. was taking the calls and scheduling, and you were running them. Uh, she was doing the back office work. I was taking the calls, scheduling them, running them, doing everything. So, what has Ron Arenas learned now? If you could go back in the time machine to early Ron, twenty something years ago. What would you tell? What what, what, would, what what would be some of the things that you would tell Ron of to save you some of the pain? Just kind of experience. What 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 are those lessons that Ron today has learned that Ron twenty three years ago didn't know? <laughs> I, I think um, I probably would have tried to uh, maybe grow the business a little bit earlier. Maybe do some some more networking and things like that to grow it, so that I could hire some more employees to actually work on the business instead of working in the business. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're in, when you're in the middle of the forest, you can't see the trees. Right. Know? So, well, and you guys are so active on your networking. Yeah. You're probably one of the most n- networked, uh, AC companies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. We, which try. is good. Yeah. Yeah. We're out there, especially Miranda and Oro Valley. Those are kind of our, our target areas. Well, I think also too, right. And I've learned, we've learned this with, um, cause people say like, uh, why do you have the air conditioning guy on the show, right? I said, well, number one, we love Ron, right? But number two, you're building that relationship with the listeners on the air. Right, right. And right? same with networking. You're building relationships. You can't just show up one time and throw cards at people and well, expect them to do business with you. Right, you're building that trust. Right. Right, because you have people who are families and senior couples listening to the show who just don't want any old stranger. In their house. In their house. Yeah, definitely. Right, and so when they fit, when when we come on and we talk about family stuff or Janae's Watergate salad or right. football and all that stuff, it's builds that relationship so they know that they can trust Ron and the crew. Yeah, coming yeah. into the casa. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm a real person. Instead of just <laughs> instead of picking up going through the yellow pages and going, yeah. And hopefully this man or woman that comes to my house works out. Right. So, I think you guys have done it successfully, and. That's the part, right? You do good work, but at the same time, it's all about taking care of the customers. And It is. You take care of your customers, and they're going to refer you. They're going to call you back when they need you. And that's, that's all what so, it's about. So, where does, so you're, just, you're, you're, you're just a good dude. That's why we love you. But is that something that... When did you start realizing that the, the job's more about the relationship than 
the technical side's important too right. and doing yeah. it right. Probably early on, really early on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's and just I something grew up here your mom in Tucson. Is that just something you learned from your mom and dad? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did your dad uh, was he in the air conditioning also, or how did you get into air conditioning? My father in law was in air conditioning. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. My dad worked at the base for uh, thirty five years. He was an aircraft mechanic. Okay. All yeah. right. So the the the, the arenas have been fixing technical things for years. Right. Yep. Very cool. Um, and um, so so for what have you learned about networking? What's what's the thing that you've learned about doing networking? Because our, our our friend Jerry Bustamante would say your network determines your net worth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, mostly with networking, uh, just um, consistency is one of the big things. Okay. Yeah, and you just have to be genuine. Yeah. You are right about the consistency. Yeah. You do have to be there. Right. They have to know you're going to be there for the next meeting. Right. And the next meeting, and the next meeting. Yeah. And, and honestly everyone's attention span is so short that if you're not there anymore, you don't exist. Correct. Yeah. No, that's correct. And so we've all been to the networking breakfast or lunch and the Marana one that first Wednesday got right. so many people there and they give you your 30 seconds to do your pitch, right? Yes. I don't think it's a minute anymore. It's a 30, no, it's 30 seconds. 30 seconds, right? Yeah. There's about 100 people there. Yeah, they always have a great crowd, right? Yeah. And I always love the guy or the girl who gets up who says, you know, my boss says I need to come to these things. And uh, I went last time, like a few months ago, and no one called me, but I figure I tried again. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's yeah, you'll yeah. never see him again. Give me, <laughs> give me more of that sweet action. So, give me a report on you got you went to the hoop game last night. We did. Yeah. So, I don't have Ryan Larson here today, so you're gonna be my Ryan Larson. Oh, okay. Uh, what happened to the game last night? I, it was a good game. Um, Tabellus got in foul trouble again. <laughs> <laughs> so, he was pretty frustrated. Yeah, he didn't play a lot. But our, our other guys took care of the game. Okay. Yeah. So right now, we're, our, 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 uh, so we had this discussion with Larson yesterday. If this guy gets in trouble, now Utah stinks, so we got we were okay. Right. But, but they beat us in Utah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So it was a revenge game. So this guy, Cabellus? Uh, Tabellus. Tabellus, yeah. sorry. Tabellus, if he gets in trouble, we could be in trouble. If he gets in yeah, foul trouble yeah, early. He's, he's our, our top scorer. Gotcha. Okay. All right. How was the crowd last night? Was it was it? big, yeah. It was sold out. It was a great crowd. Okay, pretty rowdy. And we got well, we got uh, Colorado uh, tomorrow. Colorado tomorrow. Okay, at six o'clock. You going to that? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's get to some holidays real quick before we get to the top of the hour. It's uh, it's National Cabbage Day, so I do like a good cabbage. You yeah. know, back to the Brussels sprouts. We've learned how to do Brussels sprouts better, right? Oh yeah. And cabbage. Yeah, you know, because even I've learned on cabbage, one of my favorite things to do is literally uh, s- kind of slice it up and saute it in butter and a various uh, various uh, seasoning slash spices, depending what mood I'm in. Okay, and very good side dish. Yeah, and then you know, because our parents used to just boil it to boil it to death, and right. uh, we've gotten better better and smarter in our our way of do, doing these things. Uh, it's uh, let's see. Random Acts of Kindness Day. That's that's, that's always good. Yeah, you know, you do that thing where you pay for the uh, the coffee of the person ahead of you, behind you, all that stuff, or just you know, you know, go go help out at your favorite nonprofit, Gap Ministries, Sister Jose. Yeah, all those good ones. Even uh, hold the door open for someone. Correct, correct. And it's Cafe National Cafe Olay Day. Which of mm. course, uh, Cafe Olay, uh, you get that you know this version version of it, but. 
Cafe Du Monde in uh, New Orleans, as we get closer, you do the chicory coffee, which they make, and then, of course, kind of the hot milk, steamed milk on tap. That's a cafe au lait, oh, okay. as we like to say. So when we come back, we're going to be talking about uh, some food traditions that you would do on Fat Tuesday slash Shrove Tuesday, depending on how you lean on the, the pious side or the party side of all this. But we'll do that. And then remember, McCluskey's coming, and then 820... Uh, 815 Juan Siscomani and Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy. Wake up. Oh, 440 4069. I didn't say it today for Picture Rocks Heating and Cooling. <laughs>